Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. A survey about dog breeds has come up with a not entirely surprising set of findings. Labradors are regarded as the most friendly dog, while Rottweilers are the most scary. But is that literally true or just good PR? News Talk's mongrel correspondent Henry McKean got down on all fours and had a bit of a sniff around. Yeah, woof, woof. Uh, woof, woof. Uh, so, Henry, uh, what have you been finding? Yeah, it is. It's, it's a common misconception. At Rottweilers, for sure, lots of people find them scary, 30%. But then the golden retrievers in the lab, did very, very well in this as well. 55% said they were friendly. Um, so it's interesting because that's not the case. It's the owner. Remember, it's how the owner treats the dog. Uh, a Staffordshire Bull Terrier and a Mastiff, they are the least family friendly at 20%. And I actually met a puppy, a puppy dog, uh, a beautiful puppy dog called Two-Face uh, and the owner, Blake, and his friend, Daryl. This is what they had to say. I wouldn't agree with that at all. Um, it's all about how you raise the dog, you know. Um, you can have Jack Russells that will tear the ankles off you. You can have a, a French Bulldog that can tear the ankles off you. You know, it's all about how you raise the dog. It's not necessarily the blood's in the dog. Do you know what I mean? Blake, you've got a beautiful puppy here. A stunning puppy. How old is your puppy? This puppy is eight weeks old. It's a, an American pocket bully. It's called Two-Face. He's a champagne Troy Merle. Um, and the dog is, that's the name of the dog, Two-Face. Two-Face is the so dog's name. Yeah. Two-Face, Two-Face. Oh, he, he's, well, he's not looking over yet. Well, he's not too, He's not trying just yet, pal. <laughs> he's only eight weeks old. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. And he'll grow uh, to be a big, muscular, fantastic yeah. looking thing. Yeah, he's, he'll grow to be a show dog. He'll be about roughly the same size as, um, just, a, just a bit smaller than a Labrador, but a lot more stocky. And some listeners at home will say this dog is a when it gets big is a dangerous dog is that unfair I, I'd say it's very unfair to say that you know um, it's all about how you raise the dog it's as I said it's all about the human isn't yeah, it yeah it's look uh, you could have a Jack Russell that's 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 dangerous you know I have her, her mum in the house people might look at her and they'd be jumping up when they see them when, when, when she's walking in the park the dog will walk straight over and just lick them to death you know Lick them, lick them to death. Yeah, yeah. I could bring, I could bring the dog around to you right now. Say, say, say again. She's the most loving dog you'll see. Adorable. Like. Adorable dog. This yeah. dog. She loves humans. Not vicious in any way. Other than when you give her a branch. And what, <laughs> what do you say to people who are scared of dogs? Should they be scared? No, like I think people have a kind of a they view a lot of kind of certain bloodlines and breeds to be vicious. Do you know what I mean? But like, you just go up to the dog. The, the dog's not going to be off a lead if it's vicious. Do you know what I mean? They're there to be friendly with people. Everyone knows a dog is friendly. Uh, there you go. That was uh, Blake and Daryl and their dog Two-Face. It sounds like a baddie in a Batman film, though, doesn't it? it Two-Face. And yeah. know, a beautiful dog. but the It's dog a weird name to give a dog. I've got a next... Yeah. And it's Henry showed me a picture. It's a very cute-looking dog, but beautiful. it's a weird name to give a dog. Well, I mean, we had a cat called Pom-Pom. I mean, people do call their animals, their pets, <laughs> unusual things. <laughs> you um, can see how a cat might look like a Pom-Pom. Yeah, yeah. You know, a little ball or of fur. Two-Face. Yeah, yeah. It, do- it does. It sounds like a Batman movie. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a oh, villain. But yeah. no, it's true. And, and it, it's about behaviour. We've touched on that, on the dog behaviour and what this all means. I got to chat with Rachel Quigley. She's a dog trainer and a behaviourist in Dublin, in a dog park, actually. You know the City West Bridge you go over and underneath you've kind of got Chapel Lizard stroke Palmerstown. It's mm. called, I can't remember the name of the park. But anyway, there's a dog park there. That's where we met. I think it's really interesting. It actually highlights a lot of common 
beliefs among people, especially people who might get me out to do some dog training or behavioural work with their dogs. Um, but it is, it's a very complex issue. So I think there is a lot more than just what the statistics are showing. So when we take a lab, are they the friendliest or could a Jack Russell be friendlier even if they yap? Yeah, so I think what's really important is to look at the the breed of the dog and what they would have been used for um, in previous decades and centuries. So when you look at the Labrador Retriever, they're a retrieving breed. Um, so they would work very closely with a handler and they would be used to retrieve game. Whereas a Jack Russell Terrier, for example, would have been used to go down fox burrows and what would be have been selected in their genetic traits would be that they would bark if they got trapped. So that is a reason why that, that kind of barking remains still to this day. Really? And they still yeah. love to pull foxes out of foxholes. We had a Jack Russell and yeah. uh, he did like to catch the odd fox. I have a Jack Russell myself, so he's a terrier mix and he... Yeah, he is absolutely driven by foxes. The smell of them, the sight of them, send them berserk. Uh, so yeah, so that, that remains, that instinctual drive will remain in the breed. Um, so that's why a lot of terriers will bark. They're naturally more bark, barky. Um, whereas a golden retriever or a Labrador retriever, that wouldn't have been something that they would have been selected for. You don't have to like dogs. I would suggest that potentially maybe you haven't had any experience with dogs or maybe no positive experience. Maybe you had a bad experience when you were younger. Um, But it's totally okay if you don't like dogs. You don't have to like them. Uh, But I do think they offer an awful lot to humans. So can we choose a breed and say that is the friendliest, that is the scariest? Um... I don't think it's fair to label a breed. Um, Within a breed, you'll have a total spectrum. You could have an aggressive dog, you could have the most friendliest dog you'll ever come across. Um, I think what's really important is to look at the person who is potentially looking at getting a dog. What do they want from their dog? Ideally, you'd work with a trainer in advance of choosing your dog, even if you're going to work and take a rescue dog, so that you can figure out what kind of dog and what specific traits would work best with your lifestyle uh, and then select in that kind of a way. What's important to think about is the nature versus nurture debate. So, you know, you have genetics and then you also have like what's nurtured. So when you take a puppy, even if they have excellent genetics, you could still end up with a behavioral problem depending on how they were nurtured and vice versa. So if you're going to go for a, a purebred puppy, you should go to the kennel club and get a registered breeder and if you're going to go for a rescue go to a good charity who's well recognized that will be able to actually guide you and help you select the right dog for what you're looking for right okay uh that's uh uh, advice there from rachel quigley yeah we have a barky dog and uh, yeah what type she's half dash out half terrier or yeah Uh, and not really no because she's got the worst aspects of each dog she looks a bit like a bat Oh no! If you look at it, like she likes to sit at the top of the chairs uh, of the stairs, so she can like attack anything that comes the, in. The poor thing. It's but, so loud. She's massive ears. Like yeah, but like yeah. like we had dog behaviorists and everybody coming over, yes. and like the dog behaviorists stopped returning our calls because it was like, was I'm sorry, no there's nothing we can do. She's well, yeah. just gonna bark. She can't help it because like, yeah, terriers in, are the loudest. Twenty one percent. They make a right racket. Yes. Yeah, and they can't. I mean, like they can't help it. But mm. it's like the. It's the pitch they bark mm. at goes right through your head. Mm. You know, maybe just keep walking the dog or keep running. the no, dog. No, you see, she yeah. you bring her out for a walk. She goes, "Great, an opportunity to bark at people." You know, oh. and then that's even worse. You know, I don't know what to say. That's no, tough. you can't. You can't do anything. That's, you know, that's but like really you know, hard. that you dog. Still love the dog. No. Oh. Oh no. Some other people in the house love the dog. <laughs> I. I mean, I don't blame the dog. It's not the dog's fault. But affection would be going too far. 
Well, I mean, this is it. A lot of people uh, got, was it a lockdown dog? They got a dog during oh, lockdown. Oh, yeah, one of them. Totally and, one of them. And then it's yeah. like, oh, you know, why did I do that? That wasn't such a great idea. But yeah, lots of people out there, they're scared of dogs. And many reasons, perhaps they had a bad experience growing up or whatever. But Derek actually was trying to retrieve a ball from a garden and he had a very bad experience. I'm scared of them. Well, You're scared of dogs? Scared of them. I was attacked uh, a good few years ago by about four or five dogs. So, What sort of dogs were they? Oh, a mixture. Uh, mongrels. Like a pack? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they were definitely dogs, not humans? Definitely dogs, yes. Definitely dogs. And Bitten what happened? Uh, went into a garden to retrieve a football. And next thing I know, four or five dogs. One up my leg, one up my hip, one up my arm. <laughs> so... Just a, a big fear of them, yeah. And did you have to um, have bandages and stuff and plasters? Stitches, yes. Stitches. Yes, yes. Uh, the owner took his time about taking them off me, <laughs> which didn't help. But now I just have that little bit of fear now of dogs. And did you fear them before then? No, no. I always had them. But that put you off? Right off, yeah. So now I'll pet a dog, but I'm just fearful. You're a bit standoffish now. Oh, yeah. And they can and they can smell it off me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's true, a dog can smell fear. Yes, definitely. And they can smell if you're a dog lover. They can tell. Definitely, hundred percent. I think, yeah. But um, now, just I just have that standoffish bit about them now. I just and the breed. What is your least favorite breed and your favorite breed? I know you're not a dog lover. Um, Which one do you fear least? The bigger dogs. <laughs> really, you fear yeah. them the least. Yeah, because it's the small dogs that want to attack all the time. I think. It's just, a, I don't know, it seems to be a protective thing with them. But, uh, yeah, the smaller dogs, definitely. They're the brave ones. A dog went past there and you kind of jumped a tiny bit. Yeah, I, yeah, I just get that little... You move back a bit. Move back a bit. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's from the dog. We're looking at your um, pinky, your finger, um, and I can see white lines. They're scars. They're definitely scars. And this one up here as well. And you've got one on your elbow too. One on the hip. <laughs> so not good. Not good, no. And the tetanus is... <laughs> and you had to have a tetanus? Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah. There was Derek there who had a bad experience. When I was about, like, 14, mm-hmm. I was bitten on the arse by an Irish wolfhound. Oh, no. Uh, and, like, you know an Irish wolfhound. It, it, like, he didn't bite me that they're bad. Big. But, like, yeah, it was like being bitten by a horse. They're, they're huge. I mean, it's, you could say you were bitten by Ireland. I mean, they're, yeah, they're like a, a, a national monster dog. Thing. Yeah, and, like, Beautiful he, thing. he was in a field, kind of, and he was running around me and eventually bit me on the arse. And then I had to go to the doctor yeah. and get in... Um, and so in one buttock I had a bite and the other one I had to get the tetanus shot. I couldn't sit down for a week. Ow. It was difficult. Ow. And so the, the teeth of, of the dog went into your bottom? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've kind of largely blanked out the memory, but uh, um, yes, it did. And were you trespassing? I'm not saying it was your fault. No, I was taking a... Uh, no, this was in the country, Henry. There's no such thing as trespassing. I was taking a short way home uh, uh, through the fields, but it wasn't yeah. like... There wasn't like high security. Mm. It was like cows and stuff were there, you oh, know. Oh, God. That is... Uh, yeah. Did so that put you off them? Uh, it put me off Irish wolfhounds. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, no, I had a dog of my own, so I wasn't like particularly scared. But even still, you know. But that's the thing. I mean, yeah. this is not a scientific survey by this dog company, Bella and Duke. Um, and I did actually get to chat with uh, a veterinary nurse, a former veterinary nurse, Karina Fitzsimons. She's now representing Dog Trust Ireland. She's actually organised an event coming up on the 30th of September. It's called Big Paws. It's in Malahide Castle. And the idea is you bring along uh, your dog. It's basically a member 
memory walk for all the dogs that have died in your life or the ones that are still around. It's going to be uplifting. It's going to be magical. And there's details on dogstrust.ie forward slash event um, and moving event, I understand. Anyway, here is Karina. When it comes to dogs, it's it's quite difficult to say a certain breed does this or a certain breed does that. And at Dogs Trust, we're firm proponents of it's the deed and not the breed. And it can be a little bit dangerous by saying a particular breed of dog is friendly because it can create the misconception, especially amongst children, for example. If they think Labradors are the friendliest dogs, they may go over and, and pet them without asking. And we would say that any dog whatsoever, regardless of the breed, that you ask the owner, can you pet them? And then you wait for the dog dog to come to you it the best and safest thing to do around dogs is to actually not go and pet them is to let them come to you and if they don't come to you don't take it personally because what you think is a friendly dog and what I think is a friendly dog could be two completely different opinions some people might see a dog getting really waggy and coming towards them as being friendly and other people may just think Labradors look friendlier than maybe a Rottweiler and then we have to remember you know we had films like The Omen for etc where cast Rottweilers in a bad light we've had uh, programs like Lassie that cast Collies in a good light so it really depends. We, we have these unconscious bias um, that we're probably even unaware of and we may already have made up our mind that a certain breed may look or do a certain thing and it may not be true at all. So it's really important to keep an open mind and if you have asked an owner and the dog has approached you and you pet them count to one or two in your head Mississippi one Mississippi two take your hand away if the dog is still there continue to pet them and just do that a few times to make sure the dog is comfortable because sometimes the dog can go okay pet me pet me and then you pet them and then they start to go oh I don't know about this now so it's just you know keep an eye on the dogs are they enjoying it and just be really careful and make sure that you're you know you're engaging with them in a way that they find comfortable well I think it's a responsibility of dog owners to be aware that not everybody loves dogs and some people can be afraid of dogs and if you're out walking and your dog is off lead and you see somebody approaching just do the nice thing and pop your dog back in lead and maybe even ask are you okay with dogs and if the person says yeah would you be happy if I let my dog off if it's allowed in the area you're walking your dog just to be considerate really what is the friendliest breed? I don't think there is a friendliest breed. I think all dogs are individuals and it depends on what you consider friendly and what you're looking for in a dog. And I think that's a really personal um, perception of, of certain dogs. I think the majority of dogs want to be friendly and love to be friendly. And I think us humans, we love dogs so much that you know we, we want them to be friendly too. So just always have respect being around dogs. Uh, right, that was uh, Karina Fitzsimons there. Um a lot of comments on this. Uh, Patricia says, I was bitten by four different dogs, including one at home uh, dog when I was small. Have a fear of dogs since. Well, you would. Uh, I was also uh, talking about when I was uh, uh, bitten when I was uh, a, a child. Ah, Sean, I had a tetanus sh- uh, shot this week. Jesus, I didn't even feel it. What's wrong with you, men? I was a child. Anyway, it was back in, this, in, in the Stone Age where they didn't have the modern hyperdermics they have now. It was more like being rammed through with a spear. Uh, just if you, you know, to make it nice and visceral for you. John says, you don't love your dog. Wait until it does a gick in front of the robot vacuum cleaner, which spreads it everywhere. Then you will have a reason not to love your dog and to buy another vacuum. Uh, the uh, lad, Caroline says, the lad describing how he was attacked. No, they put, Caroline puts this in inverted commas for some reason. 
attacked by dogs, having gone after a ball uh, that they love into their territory, uh, that they're there to mind. And somehow it's their fault. Humans are the issue, uh, says Caroline, though it turns out that that's the, that's the man who's left with, you know, the physical and psychological scars on that. Uh, so, yes, you can see how dogs are the real victim there. Uh, lurchers and greyhounds, uh, only passel, uh, passive, peaceful dogs to own, which is, you know, y- y- surprising, but apparently very true. And uh, you do see a lot of people uh, out with them. I think a lot of them get rescued. Uh, another texter says, this is the problem with towny dog owners. When their dog tears the face off a child, the first thing they'll say is, it's not like him. Coming from the country, all dogs need to be watched. A switch can be flicked in any animal. Well, especially, as we all know, if they're... Uh, uh, anywhere around uh, sheep. Uh, not even my vet knows the breed of my dog. He looks so cute, but has to be muzzled as he was rescued from a dog bait situation. That's horrific. We're working with a behavioural therapist uh, to try and help him. God, the poor dog. Uh, that is really, really wrong. Uh, another uh, texter says, uh, all dog owners think their dog is an angel. Dogs are unpredictable, though. Smaller dogs can just cause less trouble. Big, strong dogs can do more damage. People walking dangerous dogs without a leash do need to have a look at themselves. It's common. Well, nobody should be. I think it's illegal to walk your dog without a leash. It's as simple as that. And uh, Dan says, up until it was taken over by the celebrity mixed breeds, Labradors headed the bite list as number one. Of course, there are more of them. Yeah, so maybe the figures might have been uh, skewed that way. Though somebody else says, give me a German Shepherd any day. I think German Shepherds are fairly high up the, uh, the bite list as well. But you're a dog lover, Henry. I, I am. I am. I do. I love them. I love them a lot. And you, you made loads of comments there. And I remember getting bitten by a dog. My Jack Russell, called Joey, had a fight with the neighbour's Charles Spaniel, King, King Charles. And I made the mistake of trying to break the lockjaw with oh, my hands. God. And I should have poured water. Anyway, I had a Charles Spaniel um, attached to my finger for about five, ten minutes. I still have the scar. Um, but it was kind of my fault. Crikey. because I shouldn't got involved but I do love dogs I, I have to say a shout out to Holly uh, a crossbreed dog from an animal shelter uh, she was a Dalmatian a Labrador and a Ridgeback all joined up uh, Joey the Jackie who came from a young family the parents of that dog the human parents were glue sniffers and my mum rescued the dog from them they, they were addicted to <laughs> sniffing glue uh, back in Paisley <laughs> In Scotland. Um, so how did you establish that? Is that why the dog rescue took place? Because of all the glue sniffing? We, I think I think they couldn't cope. They had all these these puppies, and they were also, you know, they were a young family. I think they were 16, 17, and they also had lots of puppies, and they were addicted to glue sniffing. But anyway, Joey was a troubled <laughs> okay. dog, beautiful dog. And then we had Freddie, and I was actually chatting to the behavioural uh, dog expert there. I actually thought Freddie was gay, but Freddie wasn't gay. Freddie was just lonely. <laughs> and then um, we also had Teddy, and um, Teddy was a cross between my two favourite breeds, a Rottweiler and a Black Labrador. So that was a really interesting oh, one. one yeah. uh, because it was both, it was the most friendly, perhaps the... But uh, also the most muscular dog. Yeah, and, that's... and, you know, it had a bit of everything, depending on its mood. But yeah, no, and my favourite breed is probably a Black Lab. But anyway, here are um, dog uh, lovers, and I asked them about their favourite breed. German Shepherds in our house since for the last 30 years. And um, I, so I love that breed. But my last dog died a few years ago, and now it would be far a too big a breed for me to manage. So, well, I'm a first-time dog owner. We got one of the pandemic puppies, and she's an absolute treat. She's. Um, I always wanted a dog, and never actually got the time to have one. And I wanted a cross because um, 
I, I believe in this concept of hybrid vigour where if you cross two dogs together you kind of get the best of both so she's a cross between a beagle and a cocker spaniel and she's absolutely gorgeous the best thing about her is if we meet other dogs she just wants to play she doesn't bark or snarl or anything a beautiful beast a half beagle and a half cocker spaniel what's your dog called maple as in syrup a girl (laughs) a girl yeah beautiful name yeah and for you this is the the perfect breed absolutely yeah um i took retirement during covid early retirement and um she's just been wonderful and especially during covid like i could almost call her an emotional support dog although of course she doesn't have that designation but yeah she's wonderful Ashling, when we take labs seen as the friendliest, Rottweiler seen as the most unfriendly, what's your take on that? Is it the owner that's the unfriendly one, not the dog? I think certain breeds do have a name of being better with children and good family dogs, and certainly labs and retrievers do have that name. But I've met some pretty ugly labs in my day. Um, Rottweilers, like you say, it's like they just have this name for being a bad breed I think they were bred to be fighting dogs and I suppose if it's in their genes there is that element that might it might just come out so what sort of dog do you have? I have a mixture between a, a toy poodle and a Bichon and when did you get this uh, beautiful thing? Uh, I got it from um, it was a shelter so you're a shelter man yeah what is your favourite breed? Um, I like the German Shepherd. Um, I also like the uh, Labrador and that type of cross. My girlfriend actually decided to, hate co- to come back with this one, so it's uh, quite a small dog, a little bit different than maybe what I'd like, but uh, he's a great fella. I don't understand people who don't love dogs, to be honest, and I think Chapel is a big, big dog-friendly place, and since COVID, we're seeing more and more around, and they're great, great companions. Yeah, somebody was uh, wondering, is it the law that a dog has to be on a lead when out walking? Now, this is, um, Henry looked this up now. This is, uh, uh, now this is just from Fingal County Council, but we're guessing that probably most local authorities are the same. They say all dogs must be kept under effectual control when in any public place, i.e. street, road, park, etc. Now, obviously there's regulations about certain breeds have to be on a leash and muzzled at all times. All dogs must be leased, uh, leashed when in council-owned parks, unless there is a designated off-leash area. And all dogs must wear a collar badge uh, with the owner's details. It's an offence not to have a collar uh, with a tag on your dog. So I suppose effectual control means you have to be 100% certain that as soon as you say Rover, Rover's going to come straight back to you. And uh, uh, I I suppose that's, you know, you could probably argue that, but... uh, Maybe a little bit of old dogs can get distracted. And uh, on me getting bitten, somebody says, didn't think an Irish wolfhound could stoop that low. Hardy har. Laughing at my pain. <laughs> Henry, thanks a million. As ever, uh, Henry McKean there. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Anna Glaze. On News Talk.